Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. everyone welcome back to another episode of two degrees hotter i am one of your hosts kylie and i'm your other host anya and merry christmas this is coming out after christmas yeah um sorry we didn't wish you guys a merry christmas in last week's episode but we just don't have the foresight to think that deeply about yeah when our episodes are coming out at this point we only record a week in a a week in advance but i feel like if you're a corporate girly, the end of the year is, like, such a mad dash mm-hmm. that, like, I can barely, like, put my shoes on the right feet, let alone think about the fact that an episode is coming out the week of Christmas. Yeah. I uh, was going to talk about that a little bit in, like, the week in review, but I literally have, like, two brain cells, and neither of them were thinking about that last yeah. week. But I hope you had a great Christmas. Yeah. And sorry if our week in review is still feeling, like, super holiday relevant, even though the holiday has now passed for future you. Yeah. Or future us current you (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it has not happened for us we are recording on the 21st of december so about a week before this episode drops we're ready but this episode is a part two to last week oh yeah we chatted all about our like material favorites last week Mm -hmm. beauty clothing tech all that fun stuff but this week, we want to sit down and talk about our favorite media, I guess, is like the best. Content. Yeah. I guess. So we're going to talk about podcasts and music, influencers, movies and TV shows, books, and activities and hobbies. Um, so yeah, the things that you can't buy in life, really. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can buy a book. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, so yeah, stick around to hear a little part two to our favorites. I'm glad that we split it up this year because it's always been like a super long episode. Yeah. So hopefully you guys don't mind two weeks in a row of talking about the things we loved. Yeah. And we're just going to do our week in review this week for obvious reasons. Yeah. So let's start there. So like we said, this is still pre-Christmas us. And so for my week in review, I have some holiday related activities that I got up to. I guess you were present for both also. So it's kind of your week in review too. Yeah. Um, So my boyfriend Grant and I had our, I'm calling it our annual Christmas party. It's only the second time we've done it, but I I think you can start calling it annual then. Yeah. Um, So that was very fun. We had to reschedule it because if you know, you know, he was really ill Mm -hmm. earlier this month, but we rescheduled her. Most people could make the new date. Not everyone, but most people. Um, but it still worked out. Very fun. I literally spent like all of Friday preparing like the house for it. And then all of Saturday, like helping to um, recover the house from it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. hosting's no joke, but it was quite fun. And one thing that I like that we do, we did last year and this year, is we got a bunch of nips and then wrapped them and put little twine and like made them ornaments on the tree. So that everyone has to take one. Yep. And we have a running joke that they're all different, but they're actually all the same. <laughs> they're all McGillicuddy's. Yeah. At least that's what they were this year. We'll see about next year. Yeah. Maybe T- we'll mix it up. TTT. So that was on Friday night. And then on Saturday night, we went to the Nutcracker. Yeah. Me, Kylie, and Anna. And I I love the Nutcracker. It's so good. Such a vibe. Such a fun yeah. holiday thing to do. Yeah. We went yeah. to see Boston Ballet's Nutcracker. Which is phenomenal. Their costumes... Chef's so kiss. Good. They're sets. The sets. Beautiful. Just the venue Beautiful. as a whole. Yeah. I was actually doing some research because I wanted to know how old that theater is. And it's not that old, but the part that surprised me was that it was a movie theater. It was built to be a movie oh, theater. Interesting. Yeah. Because like you know how movies were like glam. Like Yeah, true. Glam, like movies were like a luxury thing to do in that time period, like the twenties. So I guess it makes sense, but I was like, what? Like yeah. I'm like, that ain't no AMC. It's yeah. like it's like gold gilded, like stunning. So yeah. um, so yeah, that was interesting. And then I read about like all its history and how it was like it kind of like fell apart for a few years and then there was like a revival project. Interesting stuff, but yeah, yeah the Nutcracker was beautiful. What was your favorite um dance, your favorite scene? That's such a good question. I really do love the Arabian coffee. Mm-hmm. Cause it, she wasn't on point, 
Mm-hmm. But we were talking about, I honestly, I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's smoother. It's all about the leg. It's all about the control. Um, and yeah, the girl that did it was just incredible. And also shout out to the teddy bear. I love the Boston Ballet teddy bear. He doesn't get enough credit. We don't talk don't about think. him enough. He's I so just good. Don't think. Um, and the yeah. rats too. And the rats. The rats yeah. are iconic. Um, mentioned to the rats. Yeah. What was yours? I was also, well, I was most excited for Arabian. So I could say that. But I also really liked snow. Like I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't expecting to like snow as much as I did. Cause I feel like from what I remember about snow, I didn't think it was snowing the whole time mm-hmm. from other snows that I've seen. I thought it was just like just at the end, like yeah. a little dusting, but it was like snowing. Yeah. It was like coming down accumulating the whole time <laughs> that they were dancing. Yeah. And I was like, damn. So it was really pretty. Like the yeah. whole time it was really pretty. Um, so yeah, probably, probably snow. And then they zipped away on a little cloud. They literally got in this little cloud and like by ropes left like yeah it was magic yeah it was crazy so that was fun um so that was my weekend but I guess ever since the week started so it's like Wednesday evening now I've just had such a hard time focusing before the holidays like it's hard because it's like a contrast of like there's so much stuff to like button up at work but you're so ready to be on vacation mode that I'm just like it's it's not a compatible situation like yeah so that's been hard but trying my best I'm working tomorrow and then I'm off until after the new year so just trying to get through nice well I'm kind of in a similar boat but I I I was saying this earlier I just feel like Christmas came so fast this year it wasn't until last weekend that I was like oh I'm taking time out of my life to like recognize the holiday season like I feel like I hadn't done anything mm-hmm. super like holiday or Christmas related that's at like all adulthood which is I, sad. that's what I think yeah. but so I had Anya's Christmas party last weekend and then my boyfriend and his roommates were hosting a Christmas party so we went to that afterwards then we saw the Nutcracker and then on Sunday I had a secret Santa so like it was a very holiday filled weekend last weekend but yeah, it just, it felt like it came up so fast and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm just now getting into the holiday spirit Yeah. and Christmas is next week. And I think in part because work has just been so busy. Thankfully this week has slowed down significantly, but I just had a lot going on at work for a multitude of reasons that I'll get into probably in a later episode. But yeah, I just, it, it really snuck up on me. Thankfully mm-hmm. I like stayed proactive with getting gifts. I'd have, I'm not like in a situation where yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I need to buy literally everyone gifts. I felt a little like that. I had like yeah. a panic session over the weekend when I ordered a bunch of stuff, but now yeah. I feel okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then another thing is I've been feeling, I don't know if, I wrote sleep deprived. I don't know if that's the right word because I have been sleeping fine. In like the past month, let's say, I've had two nights where I like didn't get the best sleep. Every other night has been fine. But I wake up every day and I used to be in such a good habit of like waking up like late as seven and like really mm-hmm. having a morning for myself. And now I'm like proud of myself if I get out of bed before eight. Yeah. Like I just cannot get myself I'm to similar. get out of bed. And I don't know if it's just like the colder weather, it getting darker sooner. And so we're just like naturally more tired. Yeah. My antidepressants. I don't know. I, have no I idea. think it's, yeah, probably a combination of like the weather and just like being so exhausted from like having done this whole year, you know? Yeah, true. End of the year. It is winter solstice today. Oh, wow. True. The day we're recording. The, the shortest day of the year. Wow. Short, shortest day, longest night of the year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. But yeah, I've literally been thinking about getting like a hatch alarm clock. Yeah. To try to help. Because I'm like, I miss having like my slow mornings. I feel yeah. like I wake up and I'm so rushed and then I don't get any time, especially with dance occupying like after work time. I feel like I don't get any time for myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I definitely have noticed it. I talked a couple of weeks ago about, like, I have a lot going on in my life right now and striking that balance. And I just know that I would feel a lot more in control. And, like, I have that balance if I carved out that time for myself. But we're working on it. If I end up ordering some sort of – I don't know if I'd get the hatch because the hatch is pretty expensive. And I would probably get, like, a cheaper version to try and see if I yeah. like it. Um, but I'll keep you updated if I actually end up pulling the trig on something like that because I just miss my mornings. I'm envious. My roommate doesn't start working till 10 because yeah. most of her uh, co-workers are on the West Coast. And I'm just so envious because like she also wakes up around 8, but she gets like a full two hours yeah, before. Yeah, so nice. So I'm like, oh, I wish that was me. But 
Anyways, we'll work on it. The life hack would be to get like a cheaper version of the alarm clock, try it out for like two weeks. And if you like it, return it and mm. then get the hatch. <laughs> that is big brain. Yeah. Not that ethical, but you know. I'm like, if you are Amazon, stop <laughs> listening. Yeah. Um, All right. Think about it. Yeah. I've been tempted by those, but I normally, sorry about my radiator. Uh, it's pretty cool today. It's like in the 20s. So yeah. she's working extra, extra hard. Um. Yeah, I've always wanted to try one of those alarm clocks, but I normally wake up with an eye mask on. Mm. So I don't think, like, I think part of the effect is that it's, like, lighting up your room. Yeah. And I wouldn't, like, experience that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I have been intrigued. Um, I always think about, like, when I'm going to bed, like, I don't trust morning me. Like, when I'm going to bed, like, I'll set an alarm clock and I'll be like, I'm not going to, I'm going to hit snooze. Yeah, like, I'm like, same. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, I know I can't trust morning me. Morning, morning yes. version of me has completely different priorities and a mindset than like any other time of day me when I like I'm trying to stay in bed there's nothing getting in my way I will do yeah. it and I also don't trust 15 minutes after waking up me mm. like I wake up I, there was one time where I stayed over Zach's and he dropped me off and like probably 30 minutes after he dropped me off I was like oh I didn't say thank you for like driving me back home like thanks and he goes you literally did as you got mm. in the car. You were like, thanks for driving me home. And I was like, it was in the first 15 minutes of being awake. Yeah. So I just didn't remember. So yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. If not, the summer will come again and I'll get back into yeah. that habit. A goal for 2023. Yeah, truly. Sneak peek. Yeah. True. Easter egg. What's our, what's our next episode? <laughs> true. All right. Skipping the favorites this week because we've got a lot to talk about. Let's take a quick ad break and then we'll be back to chat about podcasts and music as our first category. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. All right, we're back. <laughs> Hello. Did you miss us? Fancy seeing you guys here. <laughs> yes. So we're going to do our more content-oriented favorites and kick it off with the podcasts and music category. Yep. The auditory content, you might say. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Like the content you're listening to right this second. That's true. I was going to say meta. <laughs> wow. Meta. So I'll kick it off with the first podcast suggestion. It's called In Bloom. I'm not sure if I've talked about it maybe as a weekly favorite at one point, but her name is – okay, so it's Abby is her first name. But her last name is like, how would you say that? Aslan? Aslan or like Aslan or something like that. Um, but yeah, she also has a YouTube channel, I'm pretty sure. But I don't really, I haven't gone into her YouTube for whatever reason. I just like the podcast. 
Um, but if you like our show, I think you would really like her show. It's a bit of a different energy because it's, um, it's a solo host. So it's like a much more chill, mm-hmm. like vibe, I guess I would say like there's, she's not like bantering with anyone, sure. but the topics are kind of similar to what we do. And I like what she has to say about things. So like some examples of episode topics are like accepting the current version of yourself when it looks different from what you imagined, how to set goals when you don't know what you want to do with your life. Uh, reset for the holiday season so yeah kind of similar stuff to what we talk about but just like a very different energy and she's also a little bit younger than us I think she's mm-hmm. like a year or two younger than us so she has like a little more of a fresh post-grad perspective if that's what you're looking for yeah um so yeah I really like her and she does like a similar format like kind of covers what's going on in her life and then gets into the topic so you kind of feel like your friends after a while of listening so if you like this show specifically, like not everything I recommend will be this way, but if you like our show, I mean, I guess you're here, so hopefully you do. <laughs> yeah. um, I think you would like this, hers, in bloom. So check yeah. it out. I'm realizing, because I am familiar with Abby Aslan, and mm-hmm. I think she used to have a different podcast. Yeah, she had the, I think it was the Gen Z Girl podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She like rebranded. So. Oh, okay. See, and I used to listen to her, I used to listen to a couple of episodes from the Gen Z Girl, and I just kind of lost touch with her yeah. overall on the internet um so i'll have to check her out because those sound like good episodes yeah they're good and i like her a lot mm-hmm. i like her like personality and she just got engaged so oh, i think no there's gonna be a lot of interesting to, like um, wedding content griffin is that his name i think his name's grant grant coming knew- coming for my brand <laughs> truly, <laughs> a truly. podcaster with a boyfriend named yeah, grant <laughs> but i think you're right i think you're right yeah they've been together for like a while now yeah so i think um, she'll have a lot of interesting stuff related to that coming up fine. so that's yeah. awesome so my first podcast recommendation is relationship with cammy crawford uh i've definitely mentioned cammy crawford before i follow her on instagram she's one of the co-hosts of catfish actually on a tv yes, yeah um and i just love cammy i think she's absolutely hilarious and she came up with this podcast called relationship which is a spin on the word relationship and she talks about romantic ones and she also talks about like any type of relationships friendships sisterhood family like whatever it may be uh, and I just, I love her perspective. I like her take on things. And it's been really cool because I think around this time last year, she got out of a really long-term relationship, talked a lot, obviously, about like being single and dating on the podcast. And she just recently announced that she is in a new relationship and like very happy and feels like she like understands mm. why her old one ended. Now Full that she's circle. like found this new guy. But it's been really cool to like listen to the progression through the episodes and now her be like, hey, and I think it'll be fun in the new year for her to make more romantic relationship episodes Mm -hmm. from the perspective of someone in a relationship now that we sort of have a catalog of episodes from someone who's single. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that'll be fun. Kind of like what you're getting from your girl. Oh, true. Similar character arcs. Yeah, (laughs) I just feel connected to her. Um, but yeah, and she is like really into astrology. She actually has really cute merch. She came out with little baseball hats that have all the different like zodiac symbols on them. So you can like buy whatever the zodiac sign oh, is. Oh, I thought you meant like one hat with all of them. No, I was like, no. wow, that sounds uh busy. No, yeah, you like pick. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that sign. makes more sense. <laughs> They're really cute. I've been thinking about getting it for myself, but yeah, I really like her a lot. Cool. I feel like we can both speak yeah. to my next one. It's Emotionally Online um, from Maddie Dragsback. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah. Dragsback. Um, and so I'm like I'm like a few degrees of separation removed from her. You're less removed from yeah. her. She's Kylie's roommate's like best friend. Yeah. Um, but she also has quite a following on YouTube and podcasting and whatnot. And I think like her fundamental content on YouTube is very like sex positive sex, yeah. like body positivity kind of driven i would yeah. say her podcast is a mix of those topics but also some other things it's a lot of just like talking like i mean i think the whole premise is that it's supposed to be kind of like a sleepover like you're yeah. just having like a girl talk and that's really what a lot of them are getting at but it's like interesting topics like i listened to the one where she was talking about how she did like a story time about how she was unknowingly the other woman in a relationship mm-hmm. and like how she experienced that um she talked about um, like influencer kind of behind the scenes too, like peeled back the curtain on a lot of like how that works behind the scenes and like her journey to influencing and stuff. So I just think she's very like authentic. Yeah. Like yeah. she's, it feels like she's being very honest, like in all of her episodes, which yeah. I like. Um, and 
yeah, most of them are solo, but some of them she has guests. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm manifesting that we'll have Maddie on the podcast. Oh, yeah. In the new year. We can make that a goal. Maddie, if you're listening, hit us up, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah she's very cool. And I have met her in person because, like Anya said, she's best friends with my roommate. Um, and she's just as cool and nice in person, which is always fun when you meet an internet mm-hmm. personality and you're like, oh, you're actually super dope in person too. Yeah. So it's, makes it easy to support. What I will say is she doesn't have a ton of backlog to go back yeah, and listen to. Like it it's a pretty new out. show. Yeah, yeah. Like it came out, I think like over the summer or something. So there isn't as much to go back and listen to, but it comes out every week. Yeah. So. And it's fun. I think it's fun to join a podcast when. Yeah. Be like, an early adopter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ahead of the curve. Somewhere. Is anyone an early adopter for us? Sure. Let us know. Send us a message. Yeah. When did you start listening? Yeah. Um, my next one, you knew it was coming from me. It's Midnights by Miss Taylor Allison Swift. She blessed us with the whole album, her 10th album. Yeah, that's crazy um, that it's her 10th album. I know. So I don't mean to like sound like I'm better than everyone else, but I did get Taylor Swift tickets. Mm-hmm. I did. I Honestly, I fought tooth and nail for those tickets. I really did. Um, but yeah, it's been the year of, t- it's Taylor Swift's world and we're just living in it, mm-hmm. truthfully. Midnight's, I'm a huge fan of it. I have a theory that if you are a reputation girly, you are a Midnight's girly. And I, if you don't know, Reputation is the, like, the album that, like, really took me from, like, oh, I like Taylor Swift to, like, oh, I'm a Swifty. And yeah, I'm just a big fan. I really like Maroon off of it. I love Karma. Mm-hmm. I love Lavender Haze trying to think what else is in my top i like you're on your own kid mm-hmm. um yeah i think those are probably my top three mm-hmm. but phenomenal go listen oh what a could have should have how could i forget from the 3am tracks that song wow mm. wow give it a listen okay it's gonna rock you but yeah big fan love her work yeah love that i like everything that i've Heard. I'm not as much I like Taylor Swift I respect her a lot I wouldn't yeah. consider myself a Swifty necessarily yeah. I'm just like I I can't compete with the level of uh passion and knowledge that Swifties have yeah fair for Taylor Swift I'm not there yet but I like everything that I've heard I think I like Lavender Haze the best of what I've heard um but yeah very well done I like just the how um versatile she is yeah i can really respect that well and i like this because this is really like a concept album Mm -hmm. um the concept if you're unfamiliar if you live under a rock and you're unfamiliar (laughs) she like basically reflected on a bunch of like sleepless nights in her life and wrote songs from like the perspective of like why she couldn't sleep Mm -hmm. that night um so yeah i just think it's really cool she's so innovative Mm -hmm. 10 albums and she's still and she's at, like, the peak of her career now, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Anyways, I could go on for days, so please <laughs> take us away. I have kind of a strange addition to the podcast's music list, and it is a specific Spotify playlist. Well, just, like, type of playlist in general. Um, so before this year, my go-to, like, work soundtrack was always Jazz Vibes on Spotify. Um, like for years, for like probably three or four years, it would always be like my focus playlist. Mm-hmm. But this year was the year that I converted to lo-fi beats, which I think is a pretty common one. Yeah. I don't know the research, but apparently like there's something about lo-fi music that actually helps you focus. Interesting. It like helps with like your brain waves, like having that kind of like soft noise in the back, like actually yeah. helps you yeah. focus. So um, I like to believe that, but yeah, I like the classic one, lo-fi beats on Spotify. And then I've noticed there's like a whole like section of YouTube where people will like, usually like lives or, you know, like when videos like are like live, like yeah. premiering, it's like, there will always be like a few of those just like live at any given moment that are like chill. It's like <laughs> the keywords are like chill, lo-fi beats girl. Like it's yeah. like a whole thing and they animate it with like cute little cartoons. Um, and so I like that like, there's like a girl that always has like a cat doing something different. And I just like having it up on like my extra screen sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm in my lo-fi era. I like, nice. um, there's also a Spotify playlist that does lo-fi covers of Ooh. songs, which is kind of nice. And there was a Christmas one that I listened to this week. So Fun. there's like, there's like lo-fi culture. Wow. It's like a thing. Yeah. There's wow. lots to choose from. I have to look into it. Um, my next one is a podcast. It is Bitch Bible. I've definitely made them a favorite before. I will say this podcast is not for the faint of heart. It is an absolute fever dream mm. at all times. Um, but 
if you are in somewhat of a manic state, it's a great listen. The woman, um, Jackie Schimmel, she just like, she wakes up at like 6 a.m. This is the funniest part is it's like 6 a.m. when she's recording these in her pajama and she'll just like go on absolute tangents. Let me see if I can find some episode titles to set the tone. I mean, the show is called Bitch Bible, so I think that already sets a little bit of a tone for you. Uh, her most recent episode, New Money Valley Stripper. <laughs> Hard-boiled bitch. Um, Shabby Shrek is one of them. I love that. Feral for Cheryl. <laughs> Jewish, not homeless. <laughs> so sorry. Like, this is the vibe where you're like, this makes... <laughs> Sailor Weave. <laughs> like it's Waterboard Me is the one after that. I'm like, wow, should we change our episode title? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah, she's like, you can't take her too seriously. You can't like, if you're having one of those days where you're extra sensitive and don't want your feelings hurt, don't listen to the mm-hmm. podcast. But if you're like feeling a little like feral, mm-hmm. it's great to put on. She's a good like pre-gaming. Like, like a rat you. era. Yeah. A rat era podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's like randomly friends with like Alex Cooper. Uh, well, that's not random. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes complete sense based yeah. on what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, I, but I guess that's a good comparison. To yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like. An even more feral Alex Cooper. That's remarkable. Yeah. Obviously, you saw this one coming. My next album that had to get mentioned is Harry's House. Yeah. Um, someone at work today was randomly like, oh, did you ever look at your Spotify wrapped? And I was like, did I? And he was asking what was on it. And I was like, well, embarrassingly, it's all, all Harry's House. And I was thinking about how that album didn't even come out until May. Yeah. Crazy. So, like, we didn't even have the first five months of the year to, like, listen to Yeah, it. like, have it be able to get on, which is insane. But yeah, I just like I have good like memories associated with that album. We yeah. listened to it for the first time on a plane in New York and like had a nice weekend. And then obviously we went to the concert in New York. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of going to be like a 2022 mem yeah. that like Harry's House came out and everything. Yeah. Um, I struggled to pick a favorite song. I mean, I guess according to my Spotify wrapped, it was Satellite. It's probably Satellite. But yeah. I like I like everything on there. The only like one that I tend to skip is um, Grapefruit. Grape Juice. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. <laughs> Please. Um, grape mean, juice blues. I don't mind grape juice. I skip boyfriends. Yeah, fair. That's fair. Um, but, but yeah, it's, yeah. as I'm about to say, it's a no-skip album. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, it's it's overall a no-skip album. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see what he does next. Although, yeah. I've been seeing some interesting TikTok discourse. I assume you're not on Monoskin TikTok. I... Sometimes I make a guest appearance over Okay. There. <laughs> Love that. Um, I am very heavily on Monoskin TikTok, which is yeah. interesting because I don't very heavily listen to Monoskin. I just very heavily thirst over Damiano, I guess. As we all do. Um, and I've seen some people in the comments talking about how Damiano is like what Harry thinks he is. <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. And I'm kind of like, as... as someone that loves both, like you're not wrong. Yeah. Like I've seen some discourse about basically how like, Harry's kind of like more gender queer like costuming and things like that sometimes feel like a little forced mm-hmm. from him and how like it's very natural on Damiano yeah. and I'm like I kind of see what they're saying yeah but I think they're just very different vibes in general like I almost feel like it's apples to oranges like Harry goes Harry's like um light feminine and Damiano is very dark feminine yeah you know yeah so That's anyway to put it anyway. I almost said something so dumb I almost was like well it's because Damiano's European <laughs> Well, I mean, that honestly valid, but I guess Harry is too. Yeah. But like UK is different. You, I feel yeah. like a lot of people from the UK don't even really identify with like other European people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like me giving a narrative that's just like could be completely wrong, <laughs> like, but that's my interpretation. Um, you know, Brexit and all. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Tea. Um, Not me starting a political controversy. No. This is just a favorite episode. Um, but yeah, so Harry and then I guess asterisk Monoskin because I do, I do like yeah. Monoskin, but I yeah. more, mostly like Damiano. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> um, I obviously did O'Harry's House. My favorite is Daydreaming. It was my yes. number one song, and I would agree that it's my favorite. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was my favorite until I made everyone do jumping jacks to it. Because I like made it my warm-up when I teach yeah. dance, so every week no, I, I make people do jumping jacks. I still love it. Um, my next one is another podcast. It's Two Hot Takes. I've definitely talked about them before, so I won't get too much into it, but... They are the ones that like read from Reddit. So a lot of yeah. our like Reddit inspired episodes are based off of them. They'll read mainly from the Am I the Asshole mm-hmm. thread. 
uh, and just talk about whether or not the person in the situation is the asshole or not. And I like that they have they have one get um host that's always there and then like a rotating mm. sort of um lineup of other hosts that join. So it's fun to get like different perspectives dependent on the episodes. And I think they all have like pretty good heads on their shoulder. Like they've never there's been very few instances where they've given advice or like said how they would handle a situation and I've been like, oh I, I would never do it like that. Mm. Um so yeah, very interesting. Yeah, we'll probably have something like that coming up soon another kind of ready yeah. episode um another one that obviously had to get a shout out is stick season again very similar to kind of harry's house like i feel like this album will very much like demarcate like yeah. fall like end of year 2022 yeah um especially because we also saw him uh noah khan if you aren't familiar in concert and this album is just like genuinely one of the best well like most well-produced album I guess I would say like everything flows so nicely and like I don't know just every song like brings such a it's all there for like a reason I feel like you can tell there's no filler songs this is a no skip album yes genuinely yeah agree um and we love him our New England king lives down the street truly (laughs) um and he's getting his the recognition he deserves yes so yeah um, I have another podcast. I didn't realize how podcast heavy this middle section was for me, but it's Girls Gotta Eat. This is like a classic. I feel like this and like Skinny Confidential mm-hmm. are um, like the classic that girl type of podcast. Uh, but it's two girls, honestly, kind of similar to us, but they focus more so on like sex and dating and all of that. Um, and I just think that they're both hilarious. And yeah, I think if you like our show and wish we talked a little bit more about sex, go to Girls Gotta Eat. <laughs> They're like the the more scandalous version of us. Yeah. The less yeah. self-development. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um, my next one, it's interesting because I never like considered myself a fan, but mm-hmm. he did sneak onto my um like top three artists of the year. So yes, I, Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's because I watched Euphoria, which I'll get mm-hmm. into when we get to the movies and shows section. But yeah, Labyrinth just sneaky made my like top three artists of the year. Um, a lot of my top songs were from Labyrinth, like in my Spotify wrapped and everything. So I guess I'm just a Labyrinth fan. I don't know like anything about him at all, but great music. Yeah. Love his work. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. A surprise. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Lizzo's album, mm-hmm. Special. Also, low-key and no-skip album. Mm-hmm. I love Lizzo. I feel like I don't talk about Lizzo enough, honestly. She's <laughs> such a great... Like, it's great hype music. Uh, and we just recently watched the documentary that came out about Oh, her. I didn't know there was a documentary. Yeah. Um, and I just I just think she's so cool. Yeah. Like, she is, like, the cool girl that, like, knows she's cool but doesn't think she's better than everyone. Yes. She's, like, confident but not cocky. Exactly. exactly. Or, like, cocky but not – um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you actually are – when you actually do think pretentious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, yeah, I think we should all aspire to be like Lizzo. Agreed. My last one for this section is just this new 1975 era. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about their new album, but I'm also just talking about their general vibe and energy <laughs> um, of Maddie Healy recently. Yeah. Because it's really bringing me back to 2014 Tumblr yeah. and I need this regression in my life. Yeah. Um, hope he's doing well. I know a lot of people are actually kind of like worried about him. Yeah. Um, because of all this unhinged behavior. But it really is bringing me back. And I really like About You. That's been an anthem recently from the new album. And it's a sad story is um, the 1975 was my top artist for like three or four years in a row. Like I've always really liked them. I considered them my favorite artist for like so long. Um, And then they just had like so many flops in a row. Like, and this is controversial. I know not everyone agrees. But like a brief inquiry into online relationships was such a flop for me. Other than the album cover, which is stunning. Yeah. Um, and what was the one after that? No, it's on a conditional form. Is that I think that came out. Let me let me reference Spotify. So I, I don't do misspeak. think Notes on a Conditional Form was peak flop. There were still a couple of songs on a brief inquiry that I liked, but the album as a whole didn't stick out to me. Yeah. I didn't like I honestly can't think of a single song that I liked on Notes on a Conditional Form. Okay, wait, I got it. So 
See the talk. Okay, yes. So a brief inquiry. Okay, actually, facts. I do like love it if we made it. It's not living, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, agree. There were some some good ones on there, and I love the album cover. Yeah. But yeah, notes on a conditional form. I'm like, like a flop. I honestly could not name like hardly anything. I have then before she goes saved, but everything else. If you're yeah. too shy, that, that is the one thing. Bad. If you're that too shy. Bad. Um, but yeah, so they came to Boston and like we had every opportunity to buy tickets, but I was like, they were kind of expensive for yeah. like what I expected. Like I think they were close to like a hundred bucks. And I was like, I just haven't liked any of their recent stuff. Like if that's what they're going to play, I'm not that interested in hearing it. Yeah. And then this album came out and it was fire and we didn't have tickets. So yeah. rest in peace. But yeah, I think my favorites on this one are part of the band mm-hmm. about you and Oh, Caroline. Yeah. Oh, Caroline's my favorite. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And then to round out podcast and music, uh, Renaissance, Beyonce's album. This one, it grew on me. At, when it, she dropped on Break My Soul, I was literally mm-hmm. like, what is this? Yeah. Where are we going with this? But there are some really good songs on Renaissance. I Break My Soul has grown on me. Virgo's Groove is really, really good. But the star of the show is Cuff It. Mm-hmm. Cuff It has... Cuffit gives me the same feeling that Levitating Oh, gave yeah, me. I get that. Levitating was my number one song of 2021, in case you were wondering. Cuffit wasn't my number one for 2022, but that's because Harry came up. Beyonce didn't stand a chance. Um, <laughs> but it was, it did make it on my raps. Like, it is such a good song. Perfect for a hot girl walk. Mm. Pop that in your um, AirPods. You're good to go. You're strutting down the street. Yeah. So, highly recommend. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into our next category, which is influencers. So I'll kick it off. I'm sure you guys all saw this coming because I talk about her all the time. Zoe Pritchard on YouTube and a little bit Instagram, but honestly, she's mostly a YouTuber. She's still pretty small, so get in while you can. She has like 37K, um, which is obviously still a lot of people, but in the grand scheme of YouTube, um, she's like on the smaller side of influencing. And yeah, she just does like very real life kind of life chats, productivity um money and like finances is kind of like her main niche like being super honest about all of that and she does like a mix of vlogs and sit down videos I really wish that she had a podcast because she does these Sunday chat videos that are basically podcasts um but yeah I'm a huge fan and like she's like the only youtuber right now that like if a video comes out I immediately watch it Mm -hmm. everyone else I'm kind of like saving to watch later but she's like my immediate watch girl Speaking of YouTubers that you see a new video and you immediately watch, let's bring it back to Miss Maddie Dresback. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't harp on her too much because we just talked about her, but I have been loving her YouTube videos. Like Anya said, she talks more about like sex and body positivity on her YouTube channel. Uh, and she just makes really fun videos, really well made. Yeah. Videos. Like a lot of really well thought out. Yeah. She's not just like vlogging and posting it. Yeah. They're all like concept kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend the podcast and her channel. Yes. My next one is specifically for my interior design fans. Um, but Paige Wassel, mm-hmm. she is so funny. I think I've definitely made her a favorite before, but she makes interior decor content. She is a prop stylist. Like that's her full-time job. Um, and it's fun because she's in a fun era to join now because she just moved um, to LA. And so she's moving into a new house and like picking up all the aesthetic and like all the stuff that she's going to bring into that space and whatever. Um, But she's like, if you have watched other interior design YouTube, it's all very similar. Like, you know, like McKenna and the Sorry Girls and like Lone Fox, like they all have like a very similar kind of personality and brand. And it's very kind of like peppy millennial vibes. And I would say she is the polar opposite of that. (laughs) She's like, whatever the opposite word of peppy would be, like not melancholy, but like, (laughs) yeah, just like kind of bitter. (laughs) Yeah. Or it's like satirical or like um yeah, I don't know. Very like blunt almost. Yes. Um and so she's like a fun addition to the the scene. Yeah. Um and she makes like videos about like just like roasting different brands for like the things that they sell or like giving suggestions to people. Like she makes this one video every so often, like um follower center things that they're thinking about buying and she tells them if they should or not so I like it and if you're into interior design if not she's probably not that interesting but that's like a hobby of mine so yeah um my next one is Kenzie Elizabeth I feel like every year I have a like straight up beauty guru like beauty guru (laughs) like vlogger that I cannot relate to even (laughs) a little bit 
but like I just like their personality I like the way they do their videos I like getting a glimpse into their life and for whatever reason Kenzie Elizabeth she like I used to watch her more Mm -hmm. um and then I sort of fell off watching her videos and then she started getting recommended to me again and yeah I mean she seems like a really nice girl she has a podcast too um and so she, it's just been fun to watch her life. And she lives in um Texas. Like Dallas, I think. Yeah. 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 So it's, that's, I feel like I was on like a New York kick for a while. So it's been cool seeing someone live in a different mm-hmm. part of the country, especially a part that I've never been to Texas. So mm-hmm. it's fun to see. Yeah. My next one is Luna Montana. Uh, our queen. Yes. I, and she, I, she's so much younger than us. And I find yeah. it so crazy because I feel like she's so mature and like has such a good perspective on things. And obviously we especially relate to her as dancers Dancers, and like seeing her dance content and kind of like her um body positivity like journey as a result of being a dancer is very relatable but I think even if you're not a dancer like she makes plenty of content that's not dance related a lot of like fashion yeah kind of content and stuff um so yeah I just she's like big slay overall yeah yeah (laughs) agreed um to round out the influencers also younger than us Mm -hmm. but wise beyond her years miss emma chamberlain I mean, she just is that girl. Yeah. Right. We're, we all wish that we were Emma Chamberlain. Her Vogue interviews at the Met Gala. Iconic. I live for them. <laughs> like, I get excited A cultural for reset. Them every single year. She just knocks it out of the park. And also, like, love her. Ya. Love ya. <laughs> um, her podcast is amazing. Uh, she's not active on YouTube anymore. Her YouTube channel was literally a cultural reset. Mm-hmm. Well, um, she literally changed. It's so funny because I don't. I don't consume any of her content, but I just feel like she's this omnipotent presence that I know yeah, a lot about. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's like a cultural icon, I guess, but um, she like changed how YouTube YouTubers edited their videos. Like yeah. she kind of coined that like style that was really popular, like, you know, like 2018 to 2020, like quick edits, like quick zooms. Like yeah. that was all her. She like yeah. changed everything. Yeah. Um, and I just think she's so, she's just like one of those girls where, again, She's very cool, mm-hmm. but doesn't think that she's better than anyone. Doesn't seem, like, pretentious. Like, just is that cool girl. Yeah. And I think Good I've seen her. a lot of content about how, like, she's really close with her dad, which is yeah, wholesome. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. All right. We're going to get into the movies and shows category of the episode. I'll kick it off with The White Lotus. If you know, you know. Yeah. We're all going, you know the intro? Yeah. Um. So good. I watched season one like earlier this year and then when I found out season two was coming out I was like oh my gosh amazing and if you watched it you know it's so good I think I like season two better um you don't have to watch season one I mean there's one character that carries over Jennifer Coolidge's character carries over but it's not a super important like storyline if you just want to jump into season two it's fine um at least in my opinion I don't know maybe there's easter eggs that I'm not remembering but um yeah I liked season two better because I felt like the characters the character development was stronger, but basically, like, the whole show kind of has an overarching theme, um, and this season two's theme was sex, and season one's theme was money, and then season three's theme has been hinted to be death, um, so I'm very intrigued, but it's, yeah, one of the best produced shows I've ever seen, like, all the little Easter eggs, just, like, the visual aspects of it, the production quality, like, it's all so good, and obviously, all the actors in it are so good, too, so. Yeah. I still haven't watched but Yeah, you have to watch over break. That's your yeah, homework. That is my homework. Um, and I will say, 2022 was not my year for TV. Yeah, I, like, I have really all shows and you have no shows. <laughs> yeah, I like, because I was thinking, I genuinely don't think that I watched, at least not anything that like left a lasting impression. I well, just, I feel it was like, my TV year. Well, I feel like you moved into your place in June and you don't have a TV. Yeah. So that makes a difference. Yeah. Um, so my first one is The Princess Bride. This is a very niche (laughs) movie. It's super old, but it's one of those movies that I have been told directly. It's shocking that I had never seen it. Like I had professors in college be like, what do you mean you've never seen The Princess Bride? Like that is, you would love it. And I just never watched it for no, I wasn't avoiding it by any means. It just never came up. And then I started dating my boyfriend. He found out and he was like immediately no. And we watched it. And it's really good <laughs> it's i haven't really, watched really it good. in a few years i feel like i remember is it something that like i would find cringy i don't think so really because no. i feel like i remember i thought i remembered that it's being classic. the case uh but maybe i need to rewatch it maybe i'm thinking of something else no i think it's good it okay. has it's like funny moments it it, it is just a classic okay. and i'm really glad i watched it and 
It was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, because not I wasn't insulting Kylie's favorite. We just have we have different styles of <laughs> yeah. content that we yeah. like. Like Kylie likes sitcoms, like that kind of thing, and I can't handle. So yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like more along those lines. Yeah. No. no, I wasn't saying the Princess Bride was cringe. I'm just saying, would I personally find it cringe? <laughs> anyway, my next one is Euphoria. Yeah. Uh, ditto. Uh, ditto. The fact that we're not going to get a new season for so long is so it. tragic. Um, but yeah, again, I feel similar. Like. Euphoria and the White Lotus are in a similar um, kind of category of like amazing TV to me, like some of the best shows I've ever watched. And for like similar reasons, like HBO is really just killing it with like the visuals and like the complexities of the storylines and stuff. Um, Obviously, Euphoria is a really like dark show. So some people might struggle with watching it, but um, I just love loved it. Like I want to like rewatch it already. Like it's so good. And that's honestly where the... um, labyrinth like on my music yeah. came from because i was just listening to the euphoria soundtrack like crazy yeah um favorite character lexi mm, yeah or fess yeah mine is jules and that's a hot take and that i it is a hot take and i stand by it <laughs> well fair enough um my next one movie favorite i was surprised that this wasn't on your list mm. the elvis movie honestly 75 percent because of austin butler it's so true real but I also think it was really well done. I mean, it was Baz Luhrmann, so. Yeah, love Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, he always knocks it out of the park, and I really enjoyed it. It was, I think, one of two movies that I saw in theaters Yeah, this year. I think it's the only one I saw. Well, no, we, we saw, saw Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. yeah. Which conveniently didn't make either of our lists. <laughs> I think it's hard for me to think of movies to make the list, because shows it's like at least you're committed for a little while yeah whereas a movie it's like i'm like that was like two hours of my whole year like how am i gonna remember that but i did i did like elvis yeah elvis was good and don't worry darling wasn't bad it just it was a universal letdown i think (laughs) (laughs) but in in its defense it had a lot of um hype around it so anyways but elvis was very good elvis had a lot of hype around it and i think it lived up Mm. My next one, this does not reach the same God-tier quality of TV as what I've been describing. It's a very different type of show, but Selling Sunset, I was in my Selling Sunset era for a good chunk of like late summer and it just, it hits. So it's, if you want like a trashy, it's not that trashy of a reality TV show. Like it's not as trashy as like Real Housewives or anything like that. Um, But just like if you're on your reality TV kind of grind it is absolutely one to add to the list especially if you like houses or real estate or anything like that like that's just cherry on top yeah so good and like I'm not trying to say reality shows are good like I just think they're their own thing yeah like I don't put I'm not comparing it to a real tv show yeah I just think you know you're you're in a different type of mood when you go for a reality show so yeah my next one another movie shocker I don't know this movie so it's called not okay and it honestly, so I found out about it because Dylan O'Brien is mm. in it and I love Dylan O'Brien. So naturally I was like, I will be watching this, but it is a really cool premise. So it's about a girl that's like very unpopular and she ends up basically photoshopping her Instagram photos to make it look like she went to this cool writing conference in Paris okay. to like <laughs> get people to like her. Okay. But during the time that she was supposed to be in Paris for this writing conference, a, like, huge bombing <gasps> happened. In Paris? In Paris. Oh. So now everyone thinks that she's in, she was, like, affected by this bombing. And she has to come back and she essentially becomes this, like, symbol of, like, the hope of this bombing. And, like, what? it's crazy. <laughs> it's such a crazy concept. So she has to basically, like, live her life. Like acting as if she's traumatized by this, oh, af- like event. She becomes like a hero. She, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And the whole time she's lying about it. Wow. Um. So it's very interesting. I thought it was really. I like. I didn't have the highest expectations of it because I didn't like see it promoted much anywhere. No, I've I've never heard of it. Yeah, but I thought it was really well done. It has Dylan O'Brien. It has um Zoe Deutsch. In okay. It. And I like her a lot too. Uh, and yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. So I highly recommend. All right. Let's check it out. This was a pretty recent one, so I won't harp on it too much because I think I talked about it in the last like probably six weeks, mm-hmm. but I was in my dance academy era for about a month there. Uh, this is an older show from like the 2000s on Australian TV. It's made for teens. You know the vibe. Yeah. Uh, just 
so good. So yeah. good. It's free on YouTube. So yeah. check it out. Uh, my last one is, it's a little random, but Olivia Rodrigo's documentary that came out on Disney Plus, I think it's called Driving Home to You. Mm, I also didn't watch this. It was good. Like, I, I think Olivia Rodrigo's cool, but I think the standout here was she performed every song off of her album Sour mm-hmm. in it, but like, I don't know if like the right word is like remixed mm. versions, like reprise kind of yeah yeah so for example good for you was done in front of like an entire like string quartet oh yes i think i've heard yeah yeah and they are phenomenal like i love sour so this is not sour hate i think i would prefer an Mm. album of the driving home to you versions of all the songs Mm. like they are beautifully done and they're not available on spotify anyway so sometimes if i want to listen to it i just Pop it on and skip through the actual huh. documentary part. Sorry, Olivia. That's interesting. I wonder if, so like, good. Disney and Spotify don't agree. I don't know. Because, mm. well, no, because the Taylor Swift Long Pond mm. uh, is on Spotify. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? Not me. I hope. Please, Disney, Spotify, for listening, make it available. Mm-hmm. It's so good. <laughs> My last show to end out this category is Inventing Anna. This is about Anna Delvey on Netflix, and it's a pretty short watch. Like, I don't remember how many episodes there are, but it's definitely, like, you know, maybe, like, six to eight hours worth of content, and I watched it pretty quickly, and I really liked it. thought it was a well-produced, like, I wanted to say lighthearted, but it's, like, at the same time, she's committing, like, major crimes. So I don't want to say, like, lighthearted, but, like, compared to some of the other shows that I mentioned, it's not... They, like, frame it all in kind of, like, a... Satirical. Yeah, kind of, of like, a light way. Um, So... Yeah, very good. And they do a remarkably good job making her look yeah. just like Anna Delvey. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. All right, we're going to get into the books category. My first one, oh my gosh, I wrote Janetta. <laughs> Jeanette McCurdy. We have a friend named Janetta. Jeanette McCurdy's memoir, um, which is called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And I read this on a flight. Like I started it on the flight and I finished it on the flight. Um, I just couldn't put it down. I thought it was so good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, it's super heavy. Like, it covers a lot of, like, her childhood trauma and, like, her really tough relationship with her mom and stuff. But um, she just is such a good writer. Like, I was really impressed and very enthralled. So go yeah. support her. Check it out. Yeah, for sure. My next one, this isn't a book, but it's an author. Mm-hmm. Taylor Jenkins Reid. Literally anything by her. Pick it up and read it. It's going to be a slam dunk. She's so, so good. Like, just one of those authors that you're, like, I will read anything from you. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt that I'm going to love it. As her and like Emily Henry are up there of no matter what, they seem to just like nail. Old reliable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they nail it. But I would say, because Emily Henry definitely falls more to like the stereotypical romance category, which yeah, is like fine. Like I love that. Uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid takes some like really interesting uh concepts and like plots and brings them to life and all of her books are like kind of there's like a through thread through all of them like they're not sequels it's not a series by any means but like characters from one book will show up yeah i like that like a universe yeah yeah yeah, i think you mentioned that to me i like that concept so yeah i really like her my next book, I read this like at last holiday season. So I think I like finished it at the beginning of this year, but I just looked up a summary to make sure that I like spoke to it well. Cause I, I really liked it, but it's been a while since I, re- I read it. So it's called The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like a mystery. The, um, Google kind of summary actually calls it a psychological thriller, which I, I don't know if I would call it a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that thrilled. Um, but it's about, a wedding and it's supposed to, it's like on this island off of Ireland and it's like a gorgeous setting, but just like everything is like weird and off and like stressful the whole time. And you basically find out really early on that someone has been murdered and you spend the rest of the book trying to like piece together what happened. And so every chapter is like from someone else's perspective, if I remember right. And you like learn more and more of the story and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's, it's really good. And I'm seeing because I searched her, name seeing that she's coming out with a new book mm. so I'll oh have no to get that's that. already out <gasps> really yeah. oh yeah. we'll have to get that on my kindle immediately the yeah. paris apartment because i really liked her writing mm-hmm. i did struggle a little bit with all the um like traditional irish names i just had yeah. to look up like how to pronounce them and stuff yeah because uh, they don't read how they're written 
Um, but I, yeah, I really liked this one. Yeah. Very dark, very like spooky. Yeah. I'll have to read it. My last one, I wanted to throw this out there because it's a graphic novel actually. Oh, And this intrigued. is like the only graphic novel that I can think of that I read as an adult, like on my own. Like, does that make sense? Is a graphic novel like an adult comic book? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's called Heartstopper. And it's a comic book about two boys in high school. One of them uh, is out as gay and faces some, like, bullying for it. One of them is, like, the star athlete who's coming to terms with his sexuality and the fact that he is also gay in mm. their, like, love story. So it follows both them, like, falling in love with each other and also them, like, grappling with their identity as, like, high school boys that need to come to terms with their sexuality. And it's just, like, one of those – number one, since it's a graphic novel, you get through it incredibly fast – um and it's just like such a feel good like it's so sweet and innocent coming of age yeah yeah yeah. so I've read the first one there's three other ones I haven't read them solely because I kind of got to a point where I have so many I would prefer these as physical books Mm. and this is like the one time where it's not better on kindle or Mm. not like just as good on kindle I should say um And I kind of had to, like, put myself on a book buying ban because I have a ton of books that I need to read. I've been in a bit of a slump. Um, But once I sort of get a good dent into my already purchased books, I'm going to reward myself and buy the second one and get through them. And because you can read them so fast, I kind of want to let it, like, last as long Mm. as possible. I could, like, realistically read all four books in, like, a day. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how long does it take to read a graphic novel? I think it took me, like, a day and a half. Mm. And that, I obviously wasn't, like, reading it. That wasn't the only thing that I was doing in that day. Yeah. Um, but Is it, like, long. illustrated? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. This is a genre I have not dove no, into same, whatsoever. No, <laughs> But, like I said, it was, it was fun. It was a nice, light read. Mm-hmm. I felt accomplished because you read a book literally in a day. Mm-hmm. And it was a very cute story. And yeah. I've heard they only get better, so... Cute. I'm like, you know what's going on my anti-favorites <laughs> list? What? To all the boys I loved before the book, I really T- was disappointed. TTT. Um, yeah. That made me think of it when you said, like, coming of age. I was like, oh. Wait, do you mean to all the boys I loved before or the summer I turned pretty? Oh, shit. What do I mean? The summer I turned pretty? The one yeah. with, um, the one that was, like, a show. Yeah. The summer I turned oh, okay. pretty. Okay. Then that's what I meant. But the show? Wait. Oh I haven't God. watched the show. I did watch the show. <laughs> Run it back. <laughs> Favorite TV show. The show is actually very good. Okay. Maybe I should watch the show because yeah. I was really disappointed with the book. Wait, what is To All the Boys of is the Is To That's All the Boys the I Love Before? It's one. not a book. No. It okay. is a book. Oh, it is a book. But I have not read that. Those were the Noah Centineo movies. How did I just confuse those two? Are they similar? they're both like YA. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, no. okay. It's not. I. That's a easy confusion. Yeah. So the summer yeah. I turned pretty, the book, trash. The to show. Me. <laughs> the show is good. Okay. Watch the show. <laughs> Anyways, so our last category here that we're going to get into is activities and hobbies. So my first one is getting to travel again. I yes. felt very lucky to get to go on. Uh, I get I went to three different countries last wow. year, which was very True. cool. Yeah. Um, which obviously, if you listen to the show, you know, it's like one of our favorite things to do. We were very limited in being able to do that until last year. So that was just felt really good. And I think kind of a, an, as an asterisk to this point is like, feeling financially stable and free enough to make those trips happen. Like I didn't really feel like we were necessarily like, you know, yeah. Like I felt like we could do the things that we wanted and like we were smart about it and made right decisions with like booking flights and stuff like that, that like gave us more flexibility with like being able to splurge on like massages, like Mm -hmm. while we were there. And it's like, I don't know, like it's, it's cool to feel financially independent enough to like be able to afford luxury things like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if all goes to plan, we may even hit three more countries. Three? Yeah. What are the three? London. A country. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite country. The UK. Yeah. Uh, France. Yeah. And then if we do a day trip to Monaco. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Like sneak peek. Yeah, maybe. We haven't we'll booked see. all of yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, We definitely won. Yeah. <laughs> one is booked. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you guess which one. <laughs> um, my next one is getting to dance again. Mm-hmm. Which was probably on your list last year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's it's funny because I feel like I'm in high school again. It's just like instead of going to school for the day, I work for the day and then I go to dance. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, everybody. Yeah, literally. But yeah, it is. It's funny how coming. I think we've been very honest and transparent about what it was like growing up dancing and 
both the pros and the cons mm-hmm. of that. But it is very interesting as an adult, like coming back completely on your own free will. Yeah. Choosing it. Choosing it and like choosing how seriously you take it. That's been like very refreshing and healing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's been really cool to do that. Both from like a, and you're going to get into this, both from uh, dance works mm-hmm. perspective and also going to ballet again, which you've been more into. That's one of my goals for the new year is to get more into it. But yeah, and I'll let you talk about Yeah, so my ballet. next one was like, I, I had been dancing. I've been in Boston a little longer. So I had probably, yeah, I got into yeah. this company a little earlier. So I probably already talked about that. But this year, something that was new to me from a dance perspective was specifically getting back into ballet, which like, if you aren't as familiar with dance, like is, you know, for better or worse, somewhat controversially seen as like the the fundamentals of all dance and obviously kind of the most toxic of them all from like an aesthetics perspective. Um, And so I think I always like struggled specifically with feeling like I was built for ballet and like I could ever be successful because there's like so many things that like you're supposed to be a certain shape you're supposed to have certain proportions like your ankles need to be able to do all these things and I felt like I wasn't built for it but um I've been going to ballet classes like once or twice a week recently so honestly I've been dancing like four days a week for like the last two months which has been cool (laughs) literally high school um but I feel like it's helping me feel better about like my body image which is interesting because in high school it had the total opposite effect like standing in front of a mirror I guess that was a different time in the sense that like you're developing and changing and whatever but your hormones are all weird but Uh, I feel like, yeah, it's been helping me feel better because just even going once a week, I've seen significant improvement from when I started. Mm. And it's cool because I like haven't seen such tangible progress in doing anything for like a few years, (laughs) which, you know, that probably give myself more credit. Like I'm sure I've progressed with like things with work and stuff, but it's just like, it's so obvious when some like an exercise was so hard for you a couple weeks ago and now you feel completely fine doing it. Like it's been cool to see that happen again. Um, So yeah. And obviously I'm embracing like the ballet core kind of aesthetic and vibe that comes with it because why not it's like a fun thing um to do so yeah I've really been liking that um and I'm gonna definitely continue it into the new year yeah totally uh my next one I feel like this one's kind of lame (laughs) like the reason is like a bit of a bummer (laughs) but just like getting to hang out with friends again generally obviously like Anya said earlier I moved out of my parents place and to Boston in June of this past year. And before that, like, I really was the last one in New Hampshire. So, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't, like, see friends as often as I would like to. And I just – when you're living at home, you just feel very restrained. Yeah, kind of, like, siloed. Yeah, yeah. So it's been really nice to just have complete control over my life and, like – not really have to check in with anyone, like say yes to plans that I want to say yes to without having to like worry about the logistics of getting there necessarily. Um, And yeah, like being able to be more spontaneous with plans. Mm -hmm. All of that has just been really fun because I think I'm definitely an introvert. Like I like my alone time. I like to recharge, but I am like, I'm an extroverted introvert. I like to hang out. I like to be social. I like to do things. So it was really tough for a while there not being able to do that. And I've really liked being at the point in my life where I do have that like freedom and Mm -hmm. then kind of what you were talking about the financial freedom too I had a like realization today it's a long story I won't get into the details but my dad's company got bought Mm -hmm. so he was having conversations of like I don't think anything would happen but like a layoff is a possibility Mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's like kind of scary like that's not great and then I was thinking to myself I was like well that literally wouldn't like it would affect me like emotionally I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. happy for my dad for that but like financially like yeah it wouldn't affect me really at all. Um, and that's like, a, it's just a cool realization. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm an adult. I have complete control over my life and what I do with it. And yeah, that's been fun. Mm-hmm. My next one and my last one for this episode is I put vlogging, I guess. Yeah. I mean, vlogging and just kind of like capturing more memories and like doing more with them. Like, I feel like I've always been someone that likes to take videos and pictures, but never really did anything with them. And then mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you forget about it. And you never really look at it ever again. Um, so I'm really, really happy that I vlogged my, both my Amsterdam and Belgium trips and then the Portugal trip. Um, and I want to do more of that in the new year as well. And I want to get into just vlogging like more of my regular life because there yeah. is like fun, like for example, this weekend would have been so fun to have as a vlog, like a yeah. you know a holiday weekend, like the party and the nutcracker. But it's like, I just don't think 
of it as as like interesting but I'm sure it would be and I could do that so we'll work on it that'll be next episode we'll talk about the goals um or the one after that I guess um but yeah that was another hobby that I've been liking I've had this camera for a while but like really putting it to work yeah and my last one all reliable tried and true it's Miss Peloton uh, I was in my fitness era this mm-hmm. year overall. Peaks and valleys in a bit of a valley right now. But I really leaned into fitness. I leaned into the Peloton. I got one at my new apartment. It truly is, outside of dance, like my favorite form of movement. Um, and I've been really into it. And like I said, I'm in a bit of a slump right now, mainly because I sleep in until five seconds <laughs> before I have to wear, log on to work and don't have time to do anything. But once I get that act together... Then we're back in Peloton season, baby. It's going to be good. But yeah, love it. Hell yeah. Well, that's the episode, folks. Yeah, good thing we didn't try to make this one. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that would have been crazy. Uh, But we hope you liked this. We hope we gave you some either content or, if you listen to our previous episode, products uh, that you can think about, you know, getting yourself in the new year. And... Yeah, we're excited for 2023. We have some fun episodes coming up to tee up a good year mm-hmm. as the self-development podcast we are. And is this the last episode coming out this year? I think so. It must be. See you guys next year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, let's double yeah. check. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. All right. Wow. Well, we'll, well, we'll see you later. <laughs> see you guys in 2023. Hope everyone yes. had a great Christmas. Have a happy new year. Yes. And we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys. <laughs>